of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Welcome, Ash. Welcome, everybody, to, to this new episode of the Unbillable Hours podcast. We had a, I think we had a series of quite great guests back there a little bit. Yeah, we but did. Today, yeah, we some... today, it's it's just you and me again, um, taking, taking a little break <laughs> from the guest interviews. And and we want to to talk about because you got some questions around measurement and measuring success in marketing and how to do that. We just we wanted to break that down a bit, or maybe even demystify it a little bit more. Yeah. We've done we've done our scorecard episode a while back, right? But I think that's yeah, you can always check the scorecard episode to know more about like measurements and metrics. But right now on the on that particular note, we got to touch on like the leading leading and lagging indicators and you know, yeah. things like that because that's much more relevant when you're connecting your marketing and sales funnels. But I think we had like a we, brief rant, right? Yeah, we wanted we wanted to do a brief rant, and that's just a refresher that at least we hope and where we sit is certainly true ethical marketing or ethics and marketing is still a thing yeah. and people yeah. should remember it. And I say should remember it because I think with the terrible war going on in Ukraine and then somewhat weirdly with lighter news like the International Women's Day, we, we see a pattern emerge that we know from before. I think we had similar issues around Black Lives Matter movements in the US and so forth. And I think this always really upsets me, I don't know, or saddens me, I don't know what the right word is, because you just see so many firms and businesses from all industries, but I, I will explicitly call it firms here because that is a thing, that hop onto these things for, for quick social media or marketing wins. And yeah. um, yeah. that that just, I don't know what your view here is, Ash, but, you know, coloring your logo in blue and yellow, if you talk about the, the war in Ukraine, your, your social media profile, I can, if you are a person totally fine express your worries express Individual your empathy views, yeah. you know it's 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 a human thing to do show your support if you're a brand and you are backing that up with meaningful action to to alleviate the suffering fine but but just just declaring how you stand with the victims in ukraine without you know having any stakes in the conflict or doing anything about what does it even mean what does it mean like if you if you post about how you stand with black lives matter and then there's nothing on the back end of it, or I should be clear, or it's you do something and you, you sponsor some education initiative for, for black young people. And it's like point point zero zero five cent on the dollar in revenue. Like that's not meaningful to me, right? That's just a, a vain gesture. I I thought, I, I think whenever I see that, what's a good word? I, I It's despicable to me, honestly, especially in context of the Ukraine conflict. Um, you still have people dying. And then you post some meaningless BS to make this war about you. I mean, that's not it's not the fucking Super Bowl, right? You don't build no, brand likability by cheering for a team. That's not what this is. And uh, sorry, that's the end yeah. of my version of the rant. That's people have to remember. Yeah. Well, well. Okay. So there's mindful marketing that's happening in the sense that if like companies saying, "Hey, you don't want to get messages about Mother's Day. Hey, you you don't want to get messages about like some event or the other. So they want to pull you out of those marketing messages. That's fine. That's all right. But the thing we'd like to touch here is like, uh, I mean, there's the conflict that's going on in Ukraine. Essentially, the invasion. There is 
what do you say international women's day there's other stuff international women's day uh something i would like to like bring to attention was yeah the let's yeah bot. let's use that one not the war which is too horrible yeah. for me to even you know yeah the bot the like so in, in the uk where i am basically the government asks makes companies disclose their gender pay gap someone created a bot that pretty much pulls this data and then tweets back at companies that basically just say hey we're doing everything to drive equality and blah 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 and then right at the end of the these guys tweet reply as a tweet saying in your company the wage gap between men and women is x percent and you see a lot of brands have like ridiculously awful awful percentages but they yeah push out these unfortunately sappy and crappy messages because there's no depth behind it. There's no meaning behind it. It's just like and, the marketing department I, pushing it out. And I'd go even further, right? I, I'm not ready to make uh, excuses here. If that's the firm's way of treating them, that's not just not helping. That makes you part of the problem, right? Yes. Talking up big game about X, climate change, equality, whatever it is, without doing anything means you are distracting or deliberately distracting people from the fact that you're not doing anything that makes you very much a part of the problem right and, and this yeah and this yeah. definitely there, there's a point in there's a point in time where sharing funny tweets about equal rights without and then your business practices look differently where that's not very in in terms of actions and results and actual impact on society it's not very different from someone who says i'm against equal do you know what i mean like it's the same Essentially, let me let me put it this way. This yeah. is basically saying that, oh, I'm not homophobic. I have gay friends. I mean, okay. Yeah. Fine. Like that doesn't really mean that you're and doing then you anything. And you post that every like... year. You post that every year on a dedicated day, but you never change your hiring policies. Yeah. You or never close change the pay anything. gap or whatever the equivalent is. I don't know where, where to take that example. Yeah, I mean. But that's the thing, right? It's and, anything and... that you, yeah. Sorry, I just you wanted to say this because Ash did a little bit of digging in the data and we're, we're not going to call out specific names or anything. People can do this stuff in their own time, but you, you, will, you might find firms if you use the UK data who have been posting on International Women's Days on LinkedIn, right? Mornings, eight o'clock for three, four, five years straight. And the pay gaps in those firms have not closed. And that's the <laughs> point. Being that is, it's like... And, and that is the thing. But there's a lot of that. And I don't know if we can maybe end the rant here. If that's your situation and you're in marketing of a firm, I, we, we sympathize with the pressures you're under, right? Everybody gets that email from the partner. What do we post on International Women's Day? But I think there's an opportunity for, for all of us here to push back on that as, as much as it goes, right? And to reply to that email, well, what did we do? <laughs> that I could post about. <laughs> that would be a fun I, conversation. Now. I would basically say be genuine, honest, and empathetic about whatever you're posting. If your firm is not doing anything, you can still post on your personal, you know, accounts as leader yeah. or whatever, talking about your view, which is totally fine. Saying that, or or if you're a firm that wants to say something, we've we've tried, we've done this, it's gone so mm -hmm. far. And there's still a lot, lot to go. That's good. Don't just post like celebratory messages, just patting yourself on the back for practically doing nothing. That's the kind of stuff that really, really shouldn't. And make sure that your messages are human, not tone deaf. Like, why do you want, like, this thing happens, it's going on there, but is it on brand? And is it something that you actually have a stake in the ground for? If not, 
don't go ahead and just say something for the sake of saying something. Make it meaningful yeah. and make it actually make an impact. Otherwise, and it's not just noise, as Flo said, but it's also the fact that it's cynical and inhumane. Trust. You're it's cynical trust. and inhumane. That's what I find it is. Sorry, yeah. especially so. And to be very clear, all you said, I think that's important to to say again. It's totally fine to do that as a human being through personal channels. And if you feel you have the freaking need to, you can say, I, as the CEO of Super Consult Mega Inc., right, mm -hmm. denounce violence in Eastern Europe. You could you could add up. I would ask you why, though? Why? Because how is that important to drag your brand into this apparently human statement um, you're making as a person? But but all, everything we just said, that's for the brand channels and the branded communications from the firm as a whole right which is not a human yeah. being it's just a bunch of paper and that's where you have to be prudent and careful and when in doubt just don't post because honestly like some of those messages i've seen around by firms denouncing the violence who've been working on government contracts <laughs> of sometimes military varieties for years like i'm like come on guys and I may be alone in this, but my recommendation to the listeners here is to just stay away from that stuff if you can anyways I, I would now say we, the, let's let's go to the measurement. <laughs> now from yes, the, now the side metrics and measurements. Bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's, um, you so you talked about leading and the... lagging indicators. That let's let's yeah. let's start. Or, or do you know what? Let me preface it by saying, I have client conversations where, where firms come to me and say, "Well, we're hearing you guys talk about aligning marketing to revenue and how to measure that stuff, and can, mm -hmm. can we do that tomorrow?" And then I often look at them and say, "Well, you have just started." to drive more strategic marketing efforts. Like that's the case with my clients. Your your tech stack is not even there. Like we're still working on implementing the CRM or whatever it is, right? So let's hold off a little bit because, and then I get into this discussion, which which I'll, I'll let you have of, you know, there's leading and lagging indicators. Revenue clearly is a lagging one. So it means by definition, right? You have to have done something for a little while there for it to work. So what, what what's your take on the leading and the lagging indicators or, or how to approach I mean, this? think about it this way like if you start you've got like a break-even point but you'd probably be doing marketing before that if you start like looking at your marketing efforts before you hit break even and you basically say oh i've been marketing but i still haven't broken even so i should stop marketing that's ridiculous in the same way when you're trying to like start measuring the effectiveness of your marketing stuff you need to like think about your entire life cycle of marketing from like the thought leadership piece going out till what do you say to closing the deal to closing what do you say the job essentially yeah. those different points so at different points you take different measurements so it's like right i put out a piece of thought leadership talking about like digital twin for like the industrial sector for instance and now i got a client who basically is interested in like improving their manufacturing process and stuff and they want to you know use the technology that i was talking about cool so i am now in initial negotiations yes you have like a mark there saying that this led to sales com you know conversations not sales conversion sales conversations that's like a metric that you can use and see how much that generates because not all these conversations convert to like the initial sales pitch and the initial sales like stuff because you are not essentially taking the entire deal like you know so you basically start with like okay these generated x amount of sales conversations which then converted to like X amount of initial deals, which then converted into full deals. This is like an entire 
year, few years or something for most companies. Unless your time to deal is literally, well, it's not happening yeah. right now. It's like a day or a month, which doesn't happen in real world. You should consider the fact that time to deal and time to revenue and time to, what do you say, implementation close as some indicators for you to start converting your marketing measurement to your sales measurements because these need to be connected yes but you can't really you know rush it if say no. your time to deal for instance is like months and i think it's a good so it's a good question to ask from by my clients it's good to think about the stuff early but but yeah. the way i explain it is you, you gotta keep it feasible and pragmatic and you got to sort of stagger it. Like if you start out to drive a more strategic marketing effort and you want to measure stuff, yeah. I would focus on two things in the beginning. Like I would, first of all, I'd start with the mindset because what are we doing here? We are measuring to improve the effectiveness of what we're doing over time. We're not measuring to prove it. That is important mm -hmm. to me because yeah. uh, we went from industrialization to complete mass customization. Everybody has two cars and the planet is ruined with marketing so there's no need to prove marketing works right we got all the it's very clear it does what is important yep. though is to make sure yours continues to drive more and better results for the firm so that's why we measured that's where i would always start so with that question in mind then um how do we improve i think earliest stages you do improve by measuring the the stuff that is important as you begin and to me, that is, you capture the cost of stuff you're doing. Most firms don't do that. So really, let's have a slot in place that says, okay, what do we have? Because most firms know what their budget is or their program spend. But for marketing costs, you got to add the salaries of your marketing people. Okay, easy enough. But then also, you have to capture and assign the time your practitioners use up to support marketing efforts. So that's that could be one thing. And the other thing is just measure what matters, and that is uh, consistency of effort and, and some sort of quality. So I just literally track... Do we push out content on LinkedIn every week? Yes, no, right? If no, what went wrong? Does that content, so is, is, it, is it reaching, do we get early qualitative indicators that show that what we're doing is working? Like, do the right people like our stuff? <laughs> I would think about metrics around that. So really just, do, are we publishing consistently? And is there some resonance in the marketplace? That would be my earliest phase. And then in the middle phase, we can, we can start measuring a bit more of is what we're doing bringing leads back to the business or interest back to the business? So that's where you get into web traffic, on-page conversions, maybe number number of leads generated and so forth. That's stage two. And now to your point, Ash, we're probably already half a year in, right? Mm -hmm. I would say yeah. stage one, after three months, if you're posting every day, every week, whatever the thing is, and you don't get qualitative feedback from the market that's, that indicates that what you're doing resonates with the audience, uh-oh, bad signal. But let's presume you you know what you're doing stuff's working well you should have that signal by then okay it's a couple more months and then you should start seeing conversions so you can you can measure that stuff and then to your point before you enter stage three where you really look at how many opportunities did we create based on our marketing efforts how many of those converted all that stuff which we talked about in previous episodes yeah that's a year probably easily right so that, that would be my three stages thing is like set out measure you're doing the right stuff then start measuring how it drives conversions and then start really looking into the quality of those conversions and what is the stuff that actually brings business and what doesn't and so forth. I think we've got to combine what both you and I just said, like basically start with like, what's yeah. the cost of effort? 
the cost yeah. of effort, the cost of infrastructure, and then set that as your base capital that you've invested into marketing. Then you look at like, you know, the conversations generated in the market. That's the sales conversations. That's the point where you take the first feedback loop back to see what's working, what's not working to improve your marketing effort. From there, the next measurement would be like the sales conversion. So you basically need to look between the conversations and the conversions to see what helped from conversation to conversion, what didn't help. Again, it improves back into the marketing funnel to improve your material and everything. Once you've had the what's the conversion, first stage of the deal and everything, then that's where you do the upsell and stuff. Then again, converting back to marketing to make sure your you know things are improving and everything. All it's it's basically like this. Just think about it like this one cycle in the first, the second one connects to the big cycle, yeah. third one connects to that cycle, Absolutely. and yeah. then and then it goes into the next stage of like deal progression. I mean the various you know like implementation and closing the next deal so on and so forth. So each step has to be like a cycle because you will be dealing with multiple clients going through the you know various stages of this while you're still pushing out most things. So look at each one of them individually and look at them collectively to start measuring your true marketing effectiveness. But yeah. to get to this point, you it will take time, but you have to remember to keep measuring to keep iterating and improving. It's it's yeah. like most of the people that who are listening to us are not just marketers, but also people in the business who probably have lots of experience with like coding and stuff. Think about it like multiple subroutines and programs. Basically, you just keep repeating the whole cycle and iterating and adding step changes to make sure that the thing improves. It's always a step improvement, and each step needs to be measured because you need because unlike a fixed subroutine, which basically just executes infinitely. Here, there's room to iterate, improve, reduce lines of code and make it very, very efficient. Yeah. And and that would be a nice place to end it. But you said two things, which I want to go back to, because there's a very, very important points, I think. One, you said uh, you got to look at the stuff collectively, which I think that's very true. Sometimes my, my clients at least come to me and ask, oh, we participated in this and that event, and what was the was a contribution to revenue by by that particular event. And yeah, sometimes there are ways where you can measure it, right? Where you can assign dollar values. And event is actually a bad example because there it's it's kind of, you could kind well, of find if, feasible ways to to connect that events, to revenue directly. But events my are point, good my point and bad is, as an example, Flo. Just want to add, like some events, yes. Like for instance, if you're talking about something huge like Hanover Mesa, that's literally a standalone thing that you can measure. But if you're looking at like some, hey, I gave a webinar, that's yeah. not really yeah that i think easy. that yeah thanks for the webinar because that's getting closer to my point is it's not what we're talking about it's not assign a dollar value in terms of revenue for each blog post each webinar whatnot you will not do that but what ash said which is look at it collectively right okay marketing investment for the year have been this and that and incremental increases in revenue have been so and so forth and then you, you that's the way to look at it is sort of aggregate business level metrics are yeah. what you're going at in the last stage but th that that i think was important to you. and the second thing you said which is very important is the stuff takes time mm -hmm. and i said within the first three months you should get early signals back whether or not that's working that's just the stage one right where you where you build out where you measure where you get into the game of doing things consistently making sure it's good but for the later stages before you get to revenue these are more complex systems and everybody who's ever run a website and done conversion optimization on site knows that there's a lot of time, like the the, the month you start this, it's not going to be the month where you get back good results or feasible results even. 
that mm -hmm. stuff takes time. So you've got to build until your system. I said earlier, I said a year. I'm taking that back. I think for most firms, it's probably longer than that before the system is proven out to a point and so stable that you can say, okay, the the results I'm getting back now are valid and we are able to to make good decisions based on what's coming back here. Because there's going to be glitches early on. Sometimes, you know, stuff gets misattributed. Oh, there's all kinds of complications. I don't want to go too yeah. deep into it. But what yeah. you said is very right. That stuff takes time and you need patience. But then, and I think that was the best point at the end, you sit there these are not excuses for not doing it, right? You got to yes. get in there and build the system and improve it because you have to measure that stuff. And that, that's not, let's be clear. The takeaway from this episode shouldn't be that, oh yeah, you know, revenue aligning, marketing revenue is only for the pros. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying everybody should be doing it. It just, you know, you got to take some- It takes time, time and get you're not going to see immediate results. Yeah. Yeah. So- yeah. I think that was a, well, it was a rant and like some counsel, but yeah. that, that is good for this week, I suppose. Great. In that case, I wish you a happy Friday and I'll, I'll stop the recording here. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 